regular people are taking their knowledge and content, packaging it up in an online course, and they're making a living doing it. But not everyone is successful with online courses. There's a right way and there's a wrong way. And I'm here to help course creators actually succeed with online courses. Hi, I'm Jacques Hopkins, and this is The Online Course Show. Hey everyone, it's Jacques Hopkins and welcome to episode 90 of the Online Course Show. Today's show is going to be all about phone calls, selling your course over the phone, but also just talking to people on the phone as a way to get started. But before we get into that a little bit more, let me tell you about a few things going on at theonlinecourseguy.com. If you're just getting started with courses, you don't have a course, you haven't made a course sale, then I've got the perfect course for you. It's called the Online Course Accelerator, and it's designed to take you from absolutely nothing to your first course sale within eight weeks. It's everything you need, but nothing you don't, and we go into a lot more detail about this phone call process in that course. Also, if you have a course already, you've been making sales, you just haven't taken it to the level that you want, or you're working crazy hours and you need help with automation and outsourcing, then I've got a program for you as well. It's called Next Level Courses, obviously designed to take your course to the next level. You can find out about that as well at theonlinecourseguy.com. And lastly, I want to tell you about one of my favorite all-time tools for course creators, and that is ClickFunnels. And when you sign up for your free trial of ClickFunnels using this link, theonlinecourseguy.com slash ClickFunnels, you will get all kinds of free templates and things from me, and you'll even get a free course on how to use ClickFunnels as a course creator. So you can either go straight to that link I just gave you, or you can go to theonlinecourseguy.com and click on tools at the top. So like I said, today's episode is all about phone calls, and I had a guest on the show. It's Trevor from epicsongwriting.com. And Trevor's still on more of the beginning stages of this course thing, but he has found early success by doing something he calls research calls. So this is very interesting because it's a little different than what I've talked about on the podcast before and what I teach in the Online Course Accelerator because I teach you to kind of set up a basic funnel with a call on the back end and really try to pre-sell things, pre-sell your course, pre-sell some coaching, pre-sell a course that's going to be delivered live over several weeks, things like that. But what Trevor did was these research calls where he's just talking to people that would be his target demographic for people taking his course, but also experts in his area as well, and just collecting all kinds of great research. And he wasn't trying to sell anything at first, just collecting research. He got all his data together, he got all this information, and then he went back to a lot of those same people, got them back on the phone, and had a product to offer them a future product. It was something that was going to come out, but then he was able to get back on the phone and actually make sales. And so I thought this perspective of these research calls where you're not actually trying to sell anything on the phone was very, very interesting. If you want to go back and kind of hear about my history of selling my online piano course over the phone, we talked about that back way back in episode 11 of this podcast. So feel free to to kind of listen to that as well. But this is, we're jumping back into the phone call conversation with this episode. And so if you're interested in that at all, then this is a great episode for you. So let's jump into that conversation with Trevor right now. Hey, Trevor, welcome to the online course show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Trevor, 
So let me ask you this right off the bat, because I went to epicsongwriting.com this morning, and it looks like your version two is in development. Yeah. Right. So tell me about version one and this process of developing version two. So version one was a pilot. I did some research calls. I joined Course Builders Lab Laboratory, Amiracy, and um, they have a process for building courses, which helped me a lot. So rather than building a course and hoping it works, you pilot it first. So I did research calls. I decided I wanted to write about songwriting in particular. I have a blog and I wanted to monetize it. So I started talking to people and that was the best thing I could have done. So I went through all the possibilities. Who should I talk to? I talked to pro songwriters. I talked to amateur songwriters. I talked to people that hadn't written yet, but wanted to write. And I basically asked them what's going on. What's difficult? What do you need help with? What would you, what do you need to learn? And through that, I sifted through all my research and then I came back to them afterwards. And for the pros, I said, this is what I'm planning to do. This is a songwriting course. And I explained my methodology, how I would teach it and asked them, what would they add to it? What was missing? For the beginner and amateur songwriters, I said, this is what I'm doing. Is this of interest to you? And so I got a few people on the pilot by doing research calls and, and following through. Mm -hmm. And you said you had a blog already. Was that at epicsongwriting.com or was that somewhere else? No, that was it. That was it. Okay. So you started the blog. Did you know that you were going to go in the direction of an online course when you started the blog? Not right away, but it was something I had thought about for over a year. And I'm a professional teacher. I teach music. I've done and played. I've written. I've taught for many, many years, 25 plus years. So it was a way of packaging what I already did and putting it out there. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned the words research calls. What is a research call? Contact people, talk to them. So as I described, I started with, I want to write songs. So what am I going to teach about it? Am I going to concentrate on lyrics, on how to develop ideas? I didn't really know yet. And I deliberately didn't want to know because I wanted to talk to people first and find out what resonated with them, where they needed help. So with, say, talking to a pro songwriter, I said, you know, what was your path? Uh, what did you learn? How did you learn it? What do you find easiest? What's hardest? And the interesting thing I found out, which a lot of this stuff will show up later in the marketing, most songwriters that I spoke to were self-taught. They would learn guitar for years. They would learn how to sing. They played piano. They gig professionally, playing cover songs, perhaps. And they taught themselves songwriting. That was something that almost every songwriter I spoke to did. So rather than, there's, there's an old myth, you have to write a hundred crappy songs before you can write a good one. The ultimate songwriting jumpstart is a way to kick start past that so that you start writing better songs sooner. So were all of these research calls with, with songwriters or were, 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 did you do any research calls with people that, that might be interested in your course? I did both. Okay. I went to Facebook. I said, who went? I know. And I'd send them a fast message. I want to talk about songwriting. Are you interested? I mean, it was a little more elaborate than that, but basically it was a first contact about that. So I made it very simple, very, you know, it's a yes, no kind of situation. Do you want to get on a Skype call? So I Skyped, I used Facebook, um, Messenger. I talked to people all different ways, whatever is convenient for them. And uh, I just talked to people, I had 20, 30 people. I, I love the idea of that. And, and I think the biggest, the biggest problem is, is people listening to this who would also like the idea of that is, is how do you, how do you find these people? Where do you start? So, so go back. You, you said, you said Facebook, where specifically on Facebook are you finding these people? Friends. Okay. 
So most of my, I'm a songwriter, I'm a musician. So my Facebook feed is full of new songs and people that are writing and performing. So I just talk to people. I started with my Facebook friends. Who do I know that's a songwriter? And I'd send out messages. I'd get, you know, 20, 30% response rate. So that didn't bother me. I just kept going. I spoke to people that I knew were interested in songwriting, musicians. There was a few people in a, another course that I was taking on singing, and I just, I was playing my song. So a few of them were, I just dropped a, a, um, a message to a few of them and said, are you interested in songwriting and would you like to talk about it? So a lot of them were more beginners. They had tried songwriting and maybe weren't successful or were just beginning at it. So it gave me a way to, uh, what I wanted to do was talk to everybody I could, but the pros would give me information about how they wrote. The amateurs would tell me what wasn't working. And so I synthesized all of that and boiled it down to, I'm going to teach someone that already knows how to play cover songs, how to write songs in a musical, in a similar musical style. So that's the, the premise behind the ultimate songwriting jumpstart. I teach a process that is based on principles rather than rules. And I give them a framework in order to start with the very basics of how do you get the ideas down? How do you manipulate them? How do you turn that into lyrics? How do you write a chord progression? How do you set that melody to, uh, to the lyrics within that chord progression? And then how to build up an arrangement, build a full, full song structure. And then how do you record that for YouTube or for uh, Facebook? So the idea is uh, you start with, I don't know what to write, staring at a blank page and go straight to a, uh, through the course, straight to a finished song. Mm -hmm. And your process for getting started with all these research calls is, is quite different than the way most people get started. You know, typically if, if with, without doing research. Yeah, I, I, no, I totally agree. And it, that's taught in course builders lab. So I had a lot of resistance to that. I'm don't really want to get on the phone and talk to people, but I made myself do it. And after doing two or three of them, it, it's, it's a rush because you're getting all this information. People are telling you in their words what exactly didn't work. So that winds up in the marketing research later. And that's marketing research for later. So now I know how to tell somebody about this. Uh, I'd go through when I was explaining after I'd done my research and doing follow-up calls, I explained the process of the course a dozen times before I ever had to start trying to physically sell it. So most of my sales came through, through contact calls follow up on research. Uh, I drop things, you know, talk to people that I hadn't done the initial research with as well. And I had people signing up 10 minutes after I'd finished the call. So do you think that the biggest, the biggest advantage to those calls is because it made your course better because you were actually giving people what they wanted or because it made it a little easier to, to make sales? It was both. I think it's most important that I gave people what they wanted, but I also made sales that way. So as you finish the call, you ask people, is it okay if I contact you again with the results of my research? And that opens the door to, to a contact call again afterwards once I had the outline. So with the pilot methodology, I didn't have a full course written by the time I started. I had the outline of everything and I'd set up a PowerPoint for that week. I'd go through it and uh, flesh it out and then teach that week and then build the PowerPoint for the next week. So I had an outline of everything I wanted to do. I just didn't have all the details filled in right away. So I had made money on this course before I even finished deciding what everything that I was going to do within it. 
that's really cool, Trevor. I teach a similar way to do things because the last thing I want from people is to go spend a ton of time creating a course that, as, as it turns out, nobody either nobody wants or nobody wants to pay money for. So you you essentially pre-sold this, but then delivered it a week at a time. So what exactly were you telling people on the phone in terms of what they were going to get and when they were going to get it if they gave you money? Two things. One was this is a, a beta course or a, a pilot course, so it will be rough. There, there might be mistakes, but you also get to help me create it. I had a Google survey for the end of every class and I asked, you know, what, what hit you the most? What was irrelevant? Um, you know, things like what was the sound quality like even? Um, you know, I made mistakes on that. I recorded one, my first episode, my first lesson, and it was one PowerPoint slide that didn't change. So I had to go back and reshoot the whole thing without any students. But because it's uh, something that you're building as you go, they get feedback. So I got feedback. My melodies weren't good enough, according to one student, what I, what I covered with melody. So I went back and I, I expanded on that. So I gave him what he needed. It was brilliant. It made, it also helped me space it out. So originally I was going to do five, but I had to expand it because I had so much to say in order to teach it properly. So it helped me develop the course as I was developing it rather than building it in a vacuum and then hoping that the balloon floats. It, you know, you're not building lead balloons. And how much did you charge for the pilot program? I charged 149 US. And were you were you pitching it to people like when the full version comes out it's going to be $500 but you can get into the pilot for for this amount? Yeah. I charged 147, the full course will be 197. 197. Okay. And I also said you get like you get an upgrade so you don't have to pay again to get the full course. Okay. And how did you deliver the 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 material? Was it just uh live webinars weekly? Zoom. Yeah on Zoom uh, with, with just like a PowerPoint presentation with your voiceover? Yeah, and uh, cameras. And cameras. And did you host these videos somewhere that they, people could go back and review them? I left them on Zoom. I upgraded, I think it was 15 bucks a month. So I kept everything on Zoom. I had a web page with a password on it so they could access that. Mm-hmm. You could do this with Google Docs. It's not necessary to have a web page. It just, I, I liked it because everything was on one page. Okay, so going back to... I guess one of my first questions here, you know, I can't actually buy version two. I'm assuming version two is not ready yet. Why don't you have these videos from version one available as a course that people can buy today? I made a mistake. (laughs) So I finished the pilot. It was successful. The students got results. I decided I wanted to go for a full course right away rather than what I should have done was do another pilot, test it further further improve the curriculum and practice delivering it. And then I should have got Camtasia and recorded it. So I decided that I wanted to upgrade the production values. So in the new course, I bought a DSLR camera. I've got a better microphone. I bought some lights and I fell into an abyss of complexity. So it's still in production. So give me some time frames. Uh, obviously, V2 is still in production. Yeah. Around when were you doing these research calls and when did the pilot program finish up? Research calls actively, it was about a month. And then I didn't feel I had enough research calls. So I spent another about a month. So about two months on research calls. I could have done it in a month. Putting the pilot together with the outlining was probably about six to 10 weeks. And then delivering the pilot Selling the pilot was about three, and then delivering the pilot was seven weeks total. So then I sort of 
took some time off. I looked at what I had done and adjusted the curriculum slightly. As a teacher, I wasn't really concerned about the curriculum, but more about spacing it out. So how long did it take to teach melody? How long does it take to teach chord progressions? I knew what I wanted to teach. It was a question of pacing. So once I had that figured out, it took me another, I'd say, six weeks or so to get the gear and start using it. So I was comfortable with it. And then production-wise, forever. So that's where I've been stuck. That's a big bottleneck for me. So I just recently purchased Camtasia. I really wish I had done that at the beginning. And so I'm sort of doing a a combination of live stand-up with a teleprompter and then um, the same way I did Zoom with screen capture and talk over. Do you have a target launch date? I'm looking at a soft launch for modules one, two, three, and possibly four. And I'd say probably about eight weeks from now. What is your launch strategy going to be? Finish production. (laughs) After that, that's the big one. For me, I'm really stuck in that. And I made a huge mistake. I was looking at $1,000 courses that I'd taken. I was looking at production values from professionals and from professional teams. I'm doing this by myself. So there's things I can't do. I can't zoom in halfway through a shot. It just, it's not going to happen. So I had to scale back my production expectations. Looking at how long it's taken, I'm probably underselling the course at 197, but I'm going to start there and see how it goes. So I've lost your question. No, I was, I was asking about launch strategy, but I will tell you, Trevor, yeah, I will tell you that, you know, with, with my piano course, I'm, I'm on version five of mine over the past six or so years. And, um, man, I, I kind of cringe a little bit when I look back at version one, two, heck, even three. Yep. I think um, it's, it's all about just continuing to up level. And that's great. You're already on version two. And, and maybe, maybe by the time you get to version three, you will have some help and, and can just continue to up that production uh, value. But to your point, like if you, if you try to get everything perfect, then you'll probably never finish it. Absolutely agree. And if I had known that a year ago, I would have bought Camtasia and we'd be talking about how many thousands I'm selling a month. So when, it's, when it is ready, when those modules are ready and it's time to put it out there for people to buy, what does that strategy look like for you? I still have formed. I'm trying to focus on one thing at a time. And um, there's a few things I'm going to do. One, I'm getting back on the phone and Skype and I'm going to sign up a few people just by talking to them. Really, that's what worked for me with the pilot. I put out Facebook ads and there was a, a landing page similar to one you that you looked at. And really, I got all kinds of traffic and no hits at all. So I'm starting with some real life people that I'm talking to. Uh, there's a few that didn't buy into the pilot because of monetary reasons. I'll talk to them. And there's a few other people I've got in mind. And one thing that worked for me, I got a few pilot students from talking to a manager. So it's not just talking to people that want the course, but people who know or might know someone that wants the course. So the first strategy is get out there and beat the bushes and make some, put some energy into it. I'll also have that landing page updated and likely it'll start with Facebook ads. You mentioned that you're doing all of this alone still. Uh, Do you have any plans to outsource any, any part of this? I'm not good at releasing control. And I'm also not, I'm the kind of person that wants to learn how to do it. So first time through, I tend to want to do everything myself just to learn how to do it. So I don't have plans for that right now. It's something that I'm looking at further, further down the road. So now that you've, now that you've done all these steps that you've done, um, it sounds like you're on, on the right path. Obviously with courses, it's, it's not necessarily something you just, you know, do one time and then just let it go. And all of a sudden you're, you're a multimillionaire. You're on version two and I'm sure there'll be a version three and so on. 
you've done a lot of things right, for sure. For somebody that's like just starting out, you know, knowing the things that you know today, what advice would you have for somebody that's just starting out? Talk to people, research calls, get on Skype, get on the phone and talk to people, find out what, what they think. As much as it's called the curse of knowledge. I know all of the stuff about songwriting, about chord progressions, about music theory. I have a master's degree in composition, but I need to know how to communicate with somebody that's just getting started. So I have to put myself in their place. I have to understand where they're coming from. And the best way to do that is to talk to them, talk to real life people, talk on the phone, talk on Skype. The research calls were, were key for me in the initial stages. It helped me build out what I'm doing and it helped me lay out, a, lay out a methodology for songwriting that works for people. The second thing is to pilot. And the third thing I would say is pilot again. That's where I stepped off the path and that's what's delayed me so much. Well, Trevor, it's uh, like, I, like I told you earlier, I, I, do, I do teach people to kind of do discovery calls, uh, research calls, whatever you want to call them. But one thing I really like about the strategy you're talking about is you weren't really trying to sell anything the first, uh, first contact with people. It was literally a research call. And I love that word for it. And then once you kind of collected the data... And and had something to sell, then you then you got back on the phone with some of those same people. Am, am I understanding that correctly? Yes. Yeah. So I, I just love I love that strategy, and I think that's that's by far my biggest takeaway here from this conversation. I appreciate you so much for sharing that that uh, information with us. So uh, look to kind of wrap things up. It, let us know if there's anything else you want to share, and and where people can find you online. You can find me online at epicsongwriting.com. Uh, I've also set up a page for your listeners. Uh, so epicsongwriting.com slash OCG, online course guy. I'm just going to say that again for post. Uh, epicsongwriting.com slash OCG, online course guy. And there'll be a page for anything that we talked about. And I'll do a quick summary of the, the research calls, the way I, the methodology that we talked about so that they can read it too. Awesome. Thanks so much, Trevor. Yeah, no problem. All right, that's it for episode 90. You can find all the links and show notes from today's episode by going to theonlinecourseguide.com slash 90. And don't forget about all the cool things that I've told you about in the introduction of this episode at theonlinecourseguide.com. I've got a course for beginners. I've got a mentorship program for those of you that already have a course and are seeing some level of success. And I've got some cool tools and things that I use every day with my online course business. You can find all of that at theonlinecourseguy.com. So thanks for joining me for another episode of The Online Course Show, and I will see you next time. (laughs) 